Welcome to Direct Impact, where we discuss the various ways our mental health and quality of life intersect. I'm your host, Andrea Epstein, licensed professional counselor, master's addictions counselor, and certified sex therapist. Think of our time together as focused self-reflection mixed with insight, passion, and empowerment. Now, take a deep breath. Now let's dive in and see what impacts you today. Welcome, welcome, welcome. This is Andrea Epstein with the Direct Impact Podcast. Thank you so much for being with us today. We have an amazing speaker joining us, and her name is Connie Ellison, and she is just an amazing human being, and she's an engineer. She's all kinds of things. She's an engineer. She's an author. She's a professional organizer in the Denver area, and she's helping people to just like realize the positive emotion and the feel-good chemicals that can be released when they address their unnecessary clutter. So like just realizing all of the positive emotion that she got when you unburden yourself with the physical things. She authored a book called Clear the Space, Feel the Rush. And it's all about how you can get started on your decluttering journey from anywhere. <laughs> Did I get all of that right, Connie? That's very good. That's, that's a great summary. Wonderful. So today, the overall topic is how decluttering your physical space directly impacts our mental health, and it gives can move us into positive emotion, which is very exciting, very exciting, especially for the ADHD population like myself. Uh, we love that dopamine. We love the feelings that come with action, and, but it's just hard to get into action. Yeah. Mm -hmm. exactly. So just a reminder to all of our listeners, you know, like our po in, in this podcast, the Direct Impact podcast, we explore all the ways we might enhance our mental health and leave a positive life-giving impact in our wake. And I believe that decluttering and getting organized can be a big part of that. Would you agree, Connie? <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's, it's, it's very powerful. And the best part about it is it's free. You don't have to pay anybody to help you with it. You could, it's, it's a good idea sometimes if you just can't get started, but it's mm -hmm. um, very, it's very intriguing the relationship we have with our, with our belongings. It is, isn't it? I specialize in process addictions, behavioral addictions, and hoarding is one of the things that I work with. And it is very interesting, the relationship that we can develop with stuff. Right. Mm hmm. Absolutely. So can you share just like in your professional opinion, how spaces get cluttered to begin with? It's it's a each person. And I, I just heard this line recently from another author. There's no knowing how each individual person decides to hold on to something or how they decide to live their life. And and to use myself as an example, I really like uncluttered spaces and, I, and it's hard for me to work on something really proactive, very creative, or very, um, my work is pretty difficult, my engineering work. So if I got a lot of stuff in my peripheral vision, it's hard for me to get started. But but yet, I, I also kind of rebel against putting everything away as soon as you get done with it, putting everything away as soon as you get done with it, putting everything, I hate that. Because <laughs> I, I hate routine. I call myself a quiet nonconformist. I love it. <laughs> It's probably, you know, everything's everything that we have is to some degree a holdover from our childhood. So when I was a kid, we moved every six months to a year with my dad's work. 
So we turned, we learned to travel light and it was always not my choice. It was, you know, I just didn't have any choice about it. So I kind of, I had a little bit of inner rebellion going on the whole time of my childhood and it, it, it held over a long time. So all we can do is work with ourselves. And in, in the case of organizers, many of them will say, what's your dream for the, for your space or what's your dream for how you want to spend your time? Because we know that it's a lot more compelling to work towards something than away from something. So if you can see yourself, oh, I have the freedom and flexibility to just go go out on adventures all the time and not worry about mm-hmm. how, how messed up the house is. And I noticed the other day I was trying to do some engineering work and my kitchen was a little bit of a mess, disorder. And I'm like, I don't want to do my engineering work until that kitchen's cleaned up. And it was, it, was, it was exactly that thing. It was the kitchen. It wasn't anything else in my house. It was maybe a little out of place. So it was very individual. I love that. Yes, I couldn't agree with you more. Um, how people interact with their space and their things is very individualized. Um, but I love how you just mentioned, you notice something in the kitchen. You're like, well, I can't work until that's done. I wonder if it also um, you know, triggers procrastination for you. Oh, yeah. Okay. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Yeah. So, you know, how, I mean, I guess that kind of leads into our next question. Maybe you kind of answered it, but the connection between one's mental clutter and environmental clutter. Right. Do you see a close connection in the work that you do? Yes. It's, it's almost always related. And if you live by yourself, you only have to deal with yourself, but if you live with any other people, then each person's style is going to be different. So there's some (laughs) negotiation that has to, to be gone over with that. So it's just a complicated thing, but it, it can be dealt with. And I, I realized that I tell the story in my book about how I left college to start my first job. Everything I owned was in my car, uh, including wow. a bicycle, a 10 speed bike and two big speakers. And then five years later, I had two little boys and a husband and we moved house and it took me and five big guys, four and a half hours to put everything in a giant moving van. So I'm like, what happened? (laughs) We got too much stuff. So I started downsizing from that point until now. And Mm. just looking at how we could streamline things and not have two, two items that would do the same function. So it's, it's a, it's a lifelong process. And what people don't realize is they hear, they hear someone's with their new organizing book. And I love, I have, I have lots of organizing books. I just love them. And I got all excited with each one. But then I would go through the process, decluttering, organizing, and then I would stop at the 90% mark. I would never go all the way. So there was something there that made it terrifying to go ahead and finish up the project. And But 90% is pretty good. So, But the thing you have to realize is no particular system is going to be perfect for getting you organized forever because you're always going to have People are going to be giving you gifts. You're not going to stop going shopping. Mm-hmm. You may you may change your your mind a little bit about how you shop. You may decide to curtail it hugely. But the reality is, especially in America, most of us probably have way too much stuff. So it's, it's oh yeah, a process that it's going to be ongoing. Just as just like you know, in, you know, in my book, I talk about about physical decluttering. You're not going to eat just one delicious, nutritious meal and be good for the rest of your life. And you're not going to go work out, go for a, you know, a good hard run or whatever. And then you're, then you're in, you're set. 
So it's a process with your belongings as well as with your emotional stuff and your physical stuff. Mm, I like so that. New stress is coming at you that you have to deal with. And that's, that's what life is really all about. It's dealing with the things that come at you and figuring out how to respond rather than trying to always put in resistance to blocking those things that are happening that you don't have any control over. That's, that's not the game. The game is figuring out how you're going to react to it. All right. I want to tell you about Brain FM. Some days our focus is stretched thin. Different sources of stimulation regularly wear on our attention. Working from home can obviously exacerbate these issues. At best, curated playlists can be a crapshoot. Whether they'll actually push you to be more productive, who knows? This is why we use Brain FM. These guys have neural phase locking audio technology and fire soundtracks that shift your neurons into focus mode. Visit brainfm.com. That's www.brainfm.com. Use the promo code Direct Impact for great discounts. That's Direct Impact with no spaces. Now, visit the link in our show notes. And I love that you use the word resistance mm-hmm. because I, I I work with a lot of people who they've put in really great processes and workarounds and they have not just mentally and emotionally, but also physically and in their space, but they like you struggle with that last 10%, mm-hmm. you know, it's the hang up and working through that hang up. It, it can be very challenging. How do you do it? I, I don't, I just, about <laughs> it. I, love, I, I don't, <laughs> well, I, well, and, but I do love the attitude of, you know what? I just pay attention to the 90%. Right. And I give myself grace for the 10%. <laughs> exactly. exactly. Okay. Yeah, it's it's a, it's an ongoing process. And I, I was actually in-house when my kids were teenagers. I visited one of their friends. And they were l- quite a bit less, they had less belongings around in the, in the family room, for example. Mm-hmm. I couldn't see really anything. Like I couldn't see a board game or a book or, and I felt kind of uncomfortable. I was like, oh, this is really sparse. This is way too way too sparse, even for me, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yet they were a happy family with, you know, two or three kids and they seem to be feel very comfortable. So it's just amazing how individual it is. And, um, but I also like to try to make it fun. My number one tip for decluttering for all three of the, of the areas of clutter that I talk about, the the emotional, the mental and emotional, the physical, and then the possessions is first declutter the guilts. And that's something you have to go, you have to do all the time every day, because most of us grow up with way more guilt than we really need. We've been Mm. trained by some diligent humans to try to teach us how to be a human and they overdid it. (laughs) So that's well put. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we, we have to give ourselves a break almost all the time and, and realize that the, the emotional part is probably the biggest part of, of any clutter game. But game is a key word because that's how I get myself to to get inspired to clean up. I I make a game of it. So I'll work on my work for half an hour and then I'll take a 10 minute break and I'll see, I'll say, can I put away 15 or 20 things in 10 minutes? So for me, it's more fun to let things disintegrate a little bit and then scurry around (laughs) and try to beat the clock than Uh constantly being, you know, putting everything away as soon as I get done with it. So I still have that. I still have that small amount of, of uh, resistance to staying constantly organized. 
So you just have to figure out what happened, what works for you. And I, and I do remember with sometimes people that were, that were, that had called me in to help them. And I noticed that there was things out all over the counters and tables and everything, but then I'd look in the cupboards and they'd be almost empty. So it was like, they were afraid to get it out of sight because they hadn't figured out a good system to either remind themselves that it was still there or they didn't feel comfortable about organizing it so that, so that they go ahead and put it away. So it was, it was just kind of an interesting thing that I, that I got a kind of a kick out of, but it's, it's just life is an ongoing game and you have to find out what makes it fun. Cause if you're not having fun with it, if you're beating yourself up or somebody else is beating you up, then hopefully just mentally about, about your stuff, then you're going to, you're going to dig in your heels. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you help I, people identify kind of like their pain points mm-hmm. and you're looking at that guilt or what we call toxic shame because uh-huh. nobody's made a mistake. It's shame. Right. Exactly. <laughs> and so it's like, let's go ahead and address that internal piece. And then you move into the emotional unburdening. And then it's like, now we can tackle this and make it fun. Right. Exactly. I love, I love that process. <laughs> In my book, I have several strategies you could use to help yourself get over the hump it's the it's always the first the first few items that you're trying to get rid of that's the hardest and then once you get going then you start feeling those endorphins flowing through your body and as you mentioned dopamine and it it starts to feel fun and you sometimes you may actually get to the point where you throw too much stuff away but because it just feels so good but to try to harness that power to, to like get help you get over the hump. So if it's looking at some dream for your time or whatever strategy, so you could either just do something simple, like talk to your friends about it or journal, or you could, I, I talk about several energy healing methods and the, the easiest and most impactful one is emotional freedom technique or tapping. That's mm-hmm. a super easy way to get yourself out of, for me, it was clearly fight or flight when I got to the 90% mark. So to be able to do some tapping and get myself past that and go, oh, this really isn't the disaster that I think it is. So you can kind of go back and forth. And I, I heard someone say, oh, you've come to the club today to clear your head, you know, get some exercise. So I'm decluttering my body and I'm decluttering my head at the same time. So you can put two together. Heads Up Guidance Services, or HUGS, is a nonprofit organization dedicated to removing all barriers to quality professional counseling services. At HUGS, all motivated individuals, couples, and families can access the support they need and deserve in an outpatient setting. They recruit dedicated, compassionate, and socially conscious professionals who volunteer their time and specialized skill pro bono. HUGS doesn't work with third-party payers, insurance companies, or government dollars. Rather, they operate entirely with the support of people just like you. To help support HUGS, visit www.headsupsavannah.org. Would you mind, Connie, walking our listeners through your tapping process? Okay. Okay. So I would, uh, maybe I'm starting to work on a project with my engineering. So, but I don't really want to get started. I just want to keep tidying up the house or whatever. So I just, I would start tapping on the side of my hand and I, I learned that it's, it's nothing, it's not very, you there's lots of play in how you tap. It doesn't have to be any particular way. So we, we can tap on the side of our hand. I even do it sometimes when I'm driving, I'll just tap on the steering wheel. 
the side of my hand and just make a statement three times. Even though I really don't want to get started on this work, I love and accept myself. Or even though I would rather just play than do this work, that's how I feel and that's okay. So you're kind of, you're saying, even though this is the problem, I'm still an okay person. So you say that three times and then yeah. you start tapping around the, the points around your face, the inside of the eyebrow. Mm-hmm. It's okay. I really don't want to do this. I hate, hate all this engineering. I don't, I never want to do it again. I certainly don't want to do it today. Okay. And, you, and you keep tapping around the nine points around your face and head, or I guess it's eight. Mm-hmm. And then, then the one you start with, you, you don't go back to this one again. You just go around your face and head. And then, okay. so, so you, uh, it looks like you started, um, cause we're also on video for our listeners. Yeah. You, you started above your brow and then you yeah. went a, around your eyes to your cheeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's the inside of your eyebrow, somewhere mm-hmm. in that area. Mm-hmm. And then the side of your eye. And these are all endpoints of the meridians that are used in acupuncture. So that's why they mm-hmm. affect your body. And it's okay. a very, my, it's a very physical technique. It's not anything woo woo. That's what's so mm-hmm. cool about it. Oh, there's a lot of science behind it. Yeah, Absolutely. Yeah, I just want the listeners to be able to implement it. And then you're working your way down. Okay, until- so then underneath mm-hmm. your, the bone underneath your eye, you tap on that lightly a few times through three or four times. And then you tap mm-hmm. underneath your nose in between mm-hmm. your nose and lip. And that's the end point of two meridians. One comes around up around the back of your body and one comes up the front. And then you tap on your chin mm-hmm. and you can use either one or two points. There's a point about an inch below your collarbone. Mm-hmm. And again, you can just be very proximate. It doesn't have to be too specific, but tap on that area. That's the end of the kidney meridian. And then Maybe hard to see, but you're tapping underneath your um, your armpit, uh-huh. two or three inches. If you're a woman, it would be where your bra might be. So uh-huh. you tap on that for a few seconds, and then you go to the top of your head, and then you circle around. You just keep going through those same motions. And it, it doesn't have to be a certain number at each point. It just mm-hmm. could be whatever, whatever you feel like. So the cool thing about it is you go ahead and say all the negative things that we as Americans have been taught. Never say that about yourself. Don't never down downplay yourself because you're really you're trying to scramble that message that you're circling around inside your body. So you just keep saying all these negative things. I must be a terrible person because I don't want to work and, mm-hmm. you know, stuff like that. And then after a few, maybe three or four rounds of tapping, you may start to feel a little bit, that's the endorphins again, mm-hmm. they're coming up while you're doing this tapping. And that's what calms down your fight or flight, your amygdala part of your brain. And then you might start saying, okay, I know I don't really want to do this, but I've done it before and I could probably do it again. Mm-hmm. And- I like to call it a disruptor and a challenger. So oh, cool. you are disrupting and challenging those negative thoughts uh-huh. and confronting them in a way that says, is that true? And then you can kind of replace it right. uh, while implementing the the disruption, right? The physical disruption. And, and, I, and I love that you utilize that technique when you're feeling stuck or when you notice some of that negative or old or toxic dialogue coming up. Exactly. It's, That's great. It's pretty foolproof. It doesn't even really matter what you say. You could just be going, eh, eh, <laughs> eh, 
it's super it's super easy and a lot of people they don't they don't start because they think i don't know what to say well say say whatever Mm -hmm. and i've listened to lectures where they're talking about a topic where i think oh i'm not that doesn't that's not really applied to me but i'll do it anyway and i'll go through their tech you know their sequences and Mm -hmm. oh man i just feel so much better or something will come up and remind me oh yeah that is how this applies to me so it's it's super fun really fast and mm-hmm. it's a great way to get for you know get through something that you're scared about starting or just you know have to do something stressful that's yeah and just that getting started part i feel like so many of our listeners get stuck at start exactly. and and some people can get into action they can move into action with some of the workarounds you're talking about but they get stuck at the tail end the finish um, a lot of anxiety around completion Uh and honestly a lot of us start to exhibit some anxiety or dread around completion because there's no more dopamine or feel good chemicals coming at the end well thank you i I didn't realize that yeah well i mean we're we're programmed right we've got these amazing supercomputers you know operating in our brains and bodies and it's like yeah we're programmed like that we know it's coming there's a piece of our brain that knows oh i'm about to have a letdown Ah, okay. And then I have to get started again. Oh my goodness. And there's, there's some anxiety around that too. Absolutely. And so you really answered a lot of questions. I feel like for our neurodivergent population, anybody on the spectrum or anybody, you know, diagnosed ADHD, anybody who's ADHD, OCD type, or more of a disorganized type, because everything you named was like a really important workaround, like setting a timer or just chunking it up and saying, well, I'm just going to do 20 minutes of that. So I feel like you answered a lot of questions around that. Hey guys, I want to tell you about Morrison Dental Associates. They provide confidence, comfort, and comprehensive care to Savannians, and they have everything under one roof. At Morrison Dental, the patient always comes first. They offer superior treatments and cutting-edge dental technology to include implants, Invisalign, pretty awesome, oral appliance therapy, and they address sleep disturbances and snoring, which really helps you get a good night's sleep, and we know how important that is for your mental health. I love Morrison Dental because they give back to their community. They support mental health initiatives. They contribute financially to support Heads Up Guidance Services to ensure that all motivated individuals receive the quality mental health and recovery counseling they need and deserve. Hugs is also our, at Direct Impact, our charity of choice, and we are grateful to have civic-minded community partners like Morrison Dental support their mission. To learn more about Hugs and how your business can support mental health in your area, visit www headsupnation.com. Check out Morrison Dental by visiting mdadental.com to see all the amazing dental treatments and quality care Morrison Dental can provide. When you support businesses like Morrison Dental, you support low country mental health. Thanks guys. I'm curious about something. Do you feel like people tend to go to extremes when they start to declutter? Well, that, yes, that can, that depends on the person, of course. And, okay. and you hear different, different, uh, the famous Ms. Marie Kondo, she says, we should, we should do it all at once. We should get our books all together from the whole everywhere in our house. And we should work on the whole pile at once. And for some people that, 
that because it does take a few days to work through that, it's just too disruptive to have that pile. And mm -hmm. I think there's nothing wrong with doing a small section at a time, like a, a closet or even a drawer, because that kind of gives you the fuel for the next part. Mm. In my in my book, I talk about 10 or so different things that might, or reasons that might inspire you. For me, I'm a big conservationist, so I hate wasting energy. Mm -hmm. And then I think, well, this item that I never used, and even though maybe I could use it someday, as long as it's stuck in my house, then all the energy that went into producing that item is also going to waste. So if I donate it to the local thrift store and somebody else uses it, then that energy is being renewed. And so that's a big inspiration for me. For mm -hmm. most people, the absolute never, never fails inspiration is invite people over or have people come into your house. That is why I entertain. Honestly, it is the only reason <laughs> I entertain is to make sure that I'm, you know, forced <laughs> yeah. to get, get on top of the things in the house. Yeah. I, I mean, we, hey, it works. We have, to, works for me. <laughs> we have to respect our, our cave person. Um, mm -hmm. You know, our hardwiring is we don't want to look bad in the eyes of other people or we don't want to look like a slovenly housekeeper because maybe we'll get kicked out of the tribe or whatever. So yeah. there's a real ingrained, especially I think in women, I'm not sure if, I know some men have it too, but, um, but yeah, to not look bad in the eyes of the others. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then realize that with, as you said, getting started, there's also an instinct to, even if we're looking forward to something like, yeah, we're going to go out for ice cream when we get done we get done and we still, we're like, we don't want to go out the door because we've, we've been safe doing what we've been doing the last mm -hmm. few minutes. So we should probably just, we want to keep doing that thing rather than switch to even something that we're looking forward to. So we just have to be very kind to ourselves and do the tapping or whatever works for you to get you over the hurdle to get started yeah. to the next, to the next activity or the next step. Well, I have two two comments there, Connie. One, one comment is I love that your approach is to start small, identify something small, because what you're doing there is you're strengthening those neural pathways that says, I can start, I can finish, and this feels good. I can start, I can finish, and this feels good. I can start, I can finish, this feels good without making it a tremendous project that maybe you can't finish. Or maybe you have a tendency to underestimate how much time something takes. We A lot of us struggle with that. So I, I really do, I like that approach. And I also like that you identify like some people do have a tendency to overdo once they get started. Mm -hmm. They have a tendency, like once they start to get, um, declutter, they go to like extremes with it. And I feel I, it kind of piqued my interest as a master's addictions counselor. Cause I'm like, okay, that is somebody not just with a dopamine deficiency, but somebody who is hardwired for addiction, who is seeking that thrill and already knows that rush and has a relationship with that rush. Mm -hmm. Does that resonate with you? Is yeah, I, I, yes, that's another angle that I hadn't thought of before, but it's, you, you have to give some thought to what you really use and, and love and not, not throw the baby out with the bathwater, so to speak. Yeah, but the endorphins is a little, I believe it's a little more gentle um, rush than the dopamine. So for some brains, <laughs> yeah, for some brains, exactly. Yeah, so, 
that's that's where you think instead of oh i'm going to declutter all day you you already have mm-hmm. in mind that the reward you're going to give yourself at the end the the walk you're going to take or the movie you're going to go to or whatever so i don't know there's there's a workarounds for everything and actually our whole lives are are just a workaround <laughs> because we're thinking different thoughts all the time one thing i want to mention before we get done is mm-hmm. one of the most valuable things that i came across or practices is to sit down for 10 minutes a day, maybe even, you might even do it more than once and just sit there and do nothing. You're not praying. You're not meditating. You're not planning. You're not thinking. You're just sitting there getting bored with yourself. And that's when God can speak to you um, because you're not nah, busy, busy, busy. Exactly. Right. Y'all can't see, but I'm holding up my coffee cup so Connie can see it. My coffee cup says, be still and know. Psalm 4610. I couldn't agree with you more, Connie. (laughs) So I've gotten such incredible insights. Well, even in 10 minutes, it's, it's so astonishing that I, that I wonder, I don't do it every single day. And I'm like, why don't I do this? I mean, this is so enjoyable. And you might remember all of a sudden something that you'd forgotten you needed to do today, or you might see a completely different angle on something. Um, I was looking at my bookshelves the other day in my office and I'm like, um, they're a little more jumbled than I think. And I see it as this huge problem. And then all of a sudden I'm, when I'm doing my 10 minute, I'm like, you know, it's just a project. It's in the overall scheme of things, it's not that big. So, so get some perspective. (laughs) I love that. I love that. Taking time to be in the present and then perspective Mm -hmm. shifts happen. Uh, Yep. That's great. That's great feedback for our audience. Hey, Direct Impact Nation, I hope that you have listened and listened intently and will utilize some of these workarounds because they are wonderful. And I mean, like both Connie and I are here to tell you that decluttering, you know, promotes positivity and creativity and energy and all of those positive things that we're looking for so we can make a direct impact. So Connie, before we wrap up, I still want to hear a little bit more about Clear the Space, Feel the Rush and where we can find that book. Okay. Thank you. It's it's in, it's all the on, all the online bookstores have it available as either an ebook paperback or even a hardback. And then it's relatively inexpensive as books go. You can also order it from my website if you'd like to have an autographed copy. I can send you out one. So, and that's www.clearthespace.com. Exactly. Okay. Just like, the book. <laughs> Just like <it> <laughs> Wonderful. Yeah. And you've also messaged with people on Twitter. I don't haven't done that as much. Okay. okay. It's more on a little bit more on Facebook, LinkedIn, and I've started doing some TikTok videos too. So, okay. what's what's your Instagram handle, Connie? Instagram. I don't remember. <laughs> okay. Can they find you at Connie Ellison? Yes. Okay. Wonderful. I've One. got a couple of videos on YouTube too. So I'll be doing more of that. I, I really like video. That's my dream for my time. So I'm going to be doing mm. more on the video side. I love that. Well, we will find some of those videos and link to them in our show notes so that people can scroll down and click on some of your videos and check out some of our affiliates and all that in the process. So again, Direct Impact, we're with Connie Ellison and she's got an amazing book, Clear the Space, Feel the Rush. Connie, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate you and want to let you know today you have made a direct impact. 
Great. Thank you so much, Andrea. Thank you, Connie. Have a great day. Does anyone else feel like they just earned an extra brain wrinkle? Do you feel like that went by way too fast and just cannot wait till the next episode? Then leave a review and share this episode with a friend, a loved one, a coworker, or whomever, because your valued feedback makes a direct impact. Thank you for dropping in. Snaps to you because you have made a direct impact by listening to this podcast. Make sure to follow us on social media and stay tuned every week for a new episode of Direct Impact with Andrea Epstein.